Hola, hola. I'm Carlos Garcia León. I am Jackson Short. And together we're The, the Artfuls. Artfuls. We can never, ever get that together. It always sounds so out of sync. I think it was together for that one. Okay, well then let's be artful. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to The Artfuls. Yeah, we've had an, a busy, busy week and weekend, and we can't, tell, we can't wait to tell you all about it. Yeah. Uh, first of all, we'd like to say thank you for listening to the first episode. That we was appreciate a, it yeah, so much. We really do. Please um, continue th- subscribing, sending us questions, liking us on Instagram, Twitter. It was a big test for us, and uh, now we have a little bit better setup. We both have the, a, a separate mic, which is nice. We'll put pictures up. Yeah. Um, and you know, we're just trying it out and we're trying to, you know, figure out stuff to talk about, but we love hearing from you. So please continue doing so. Yes. Um, the first thing in our agenda is talking about CCM's movable feast. That was this past weekend. It was, yeah. On Friday, as you all know, we're both students at CCM and partially the business school as well. Yes. And, and um, C- CCM has movable feast as their giant fundraiser that kind of showcases every kind of department at CCM. Including the Arts Administration Department this year. For the first time. Woo! <laughs> um, it's nice because uh, normally, I mean, uh, as our professor uh, Rebecca put it, you know, it's... There, there's there's only there's only so much we can do because you know musical theater they can sing, uh, performers they can perform, and then us we can talk about some spreadsheets, and so then you know we don't really <laughs> want to put the room to sleep so <laughs> so it's hard to find a place for us to be involved. Um, and this year we we were helping out volunteering, making sure things were running smoothly. Yep. Or at least that's how it felt to me. But it's really cool to see, because since we don't really get a chance to be interacting a lot with the other departments, it's cool to see what the rest of the students are doing. So I got to help out with chamber choir and musical theater when their performances when I was volunteering. Yeah, and, and what were you doing during that? Because I wasn't able to go until very late at night. Mm-hmm. We both worked the after party. But what were you doing before that? Before that, a lot of us in the in the Mamba was doing... Mamba. Take, in the Mamba. <laughs> Uh, like was we're kind of taking attendance, basically gathering data to see the demographics of the audiences and performances. Yeah. So for me, musical theater, which you know is a big sell for CCM because it's a huge, kind of huge program. It is. Um, and a lot of the CCM musical theater go on to be very successful in Broadway and other musical theater venues. Mm-hmm. But it was um, gathering how many people were in the seats and standing sometimes. Um, demographics and age, demographics and gender, and any notes or comments that people were saying. So, for example, musical theater was packed. If people were standing. Somehow they got into the balcony, even though it was locked. And then chamber choir was also really good. Not as as populated as musical theater for a lot of reasons, but it was still pretty good. Yeah, and um, they they had never done that kind of demographic work before, have they? Well, it's because they've never had to utilize us. Ah. So sometimes they, and they, they decided it'd be time to like help us. And we also just really love this kind of data to understand yeah. our audiences better. Uh, so you'll be for next upcoming performances or the next movable feast, they can deliver much more impactful performance. Yeah. Uh, but there was also lots of great food. and. Um, well, that's really the most important <laughs> part. That, I mean, it's supposed to be a feast, so I'm, I'm expecting good food. Lots of good food that we were able to partake, good wine that I wasn't supposed to be having, but then was okay to have. 
The after party was nice. The after party was nice. Oh, the big CCM alum came, Brian Newman, who plays for Lady Gaga as her trumpet player. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was fantastic. And a good jazz man. Uh, He played uh, in a jazz combo at the after party. And, man, the music was just fantastic. It was. Uh, But for those of you who are not involved with CCM Power, which is kind of the organization that... It's kind of the subscription donor base of CCM. Yeah. Um, it's also good to know that CCM does have a lot of performances throughout they do. the year. Um, so if you're a UC student, you're always welcome to get free tickets an hour before any performance. Um, you can look at the schedule on CCM's website and find out something you'd like. I mean, they do everything from musical theater to just regular plays. They had their operas this past year. Dance as well as their own thing. Um, and also you can get subscriptions. They should be coming on sale maybe in the next month or so. Yeah. The new subscription for next year is coming up soon. And I think that, you know, one of the things we get really excited about is seeing that list. We're really excited, um, for this next year and when it's, when it becomes public and that's, that goes for all organizations. Uh, we're going to be really excited to tell you. Um, hopefully so that you can start subscribing um, or you can just start planning what you want to see. Um, if you have questions about what we would suggest of shows that we like that we're probably going to go see, let us know because um, we're constantly looking at the list trying to figure out what we're going to go to. But we mentioned this because, I mean, besides these, uh, the bunch of Cincinnati professional organizations that are around that uh, made like are artful, yeah. Is that CCM is also a big contributor to that. They are. And um, if you don't know about CCM's performances as a student or someone who has graduated college, um, looking at CCM for a night out is also a really good opportunity. Not to mention that there's a bunch of places around to eat, have fun. Um, parking's a little bit of a mess, but I mean, a lot of other organizations. Are Most places are. Yeah. So make sure to go onto the website. Uh, we'll link that in the description. Uh, we'll link it to the box office so that you can see what's coming up uh, and you can start looking forward to what may be happening next year. Yeah. If you're an organization or an arts administrator, um, something to think about is having a student subscription. That is true. Just because, um, as we all know, students don't have the budget to always afford tickets at regular price. Yeah. And student tickets are great, but if students are organized and sometimes they can be and sometimes they can't be. That's true. Um, It'd be nice to have a, a subscription base for students at, at a kind of subscription level price. I know that several organizations do. I think uh, Ensemble Theater does. The CSO has CSO that. has their Encore and their student uh, subscription. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you haven't thought about it as an organization, it'd be a good idea to think about if you're looking to get younger audiences in your crowd. Yeah. Make sure to check out TCM's website for any more information about any events coming up. <laughs> Carlos and I had a really great uh, Saturday morning after a really late night of uh, Friday night at the after party. Um, we got to see a guest speaker, and we're both really excited um, about to talk she, about her right now. Yeah, uh, her name is Laura Fisher, and for those of you who don't know her, or at least from her work in Chicago as an actor, she's also been on some TV shows. A personal favorite one is Sense Eight. She was in season two. Oh, really? I know she, it's exciting. Loved her. We got it. So I'm. I was assigned to pick her up. Well, oh, I, I I voluntold myself to pick her up, 
And we had a lovely conversation because, you know, I'm also from Chicagoland and she's from Chicagoland. And it was just wonderful. But anyway, she's known as kind of one of the she's the co-founder of the Not In Our House movement in Chicago for theater equality. Yeah. And you may have to describe exactly what the Not Not In Our House was founded. Yeah, of course. So Not In Our House started after a theater in Chicago was found of like a lot of emotional and physical sexual assault and harassment basically um and i mean this happens in non-equity theaters in theaters that don't have a lot of protections for their actors and crew members so a lot of actors after that after hearing that just kind of got together and developed this document that kind of stated a lot of things that theater should be doing to kind of like a voluntary contract exactly there's no you don't there's no legal legality to it theaters are not required to use it and if they do decide to use it then there's no laws holding them accountable to that a lot of accountability is very internal as opposed to the fact that it's very it's kind of like a new culture they're trying to start yeah um we're going to link to the full document in the description because we really we really just find it remarkable that it was made that the people that implement it have been doing an amazing job using it um it's a voluntary contract and what i love about it is it's not something you sign it's not something that you are going to get in trouble if something happens the i think a lot of the things that are happening right now in in the country and in the nation about I mean, this was before the Me Too movement, the Time's Up movement, before Harvey Harvey Weinstein and, um, oh my God, what's his name? The guy from House of Cards. Oh, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. So it, it's really about bringing a lot of these things and giving the ability to for people to speak out about them. But not only that, I, I think it was really wonderful to understand that it also is a very educative process for people who don't understand uh, especially very privileged people who don't understand the troubles they've been doing. Yeah. Um, they have this wonderful thing in the document called the ouch oops. Oh, class. I loved that one. Me she was too. About it. So the way this works is that if you felt hurt by anything that someone has said or done, like vulgar language or unnecessary touching, something you made you feel uncomfortable, you say ouch. And then it gives the, it kind of gives the, the hot potato. I forgot what the word for that. But yeah. The hot potato on the person who has done those things. And it, they, it, and it could be anyone. It's not necessarily someone in the scene. It's someone in the room that, you know, uh, I think she gave the example that uh, when you're speaking in a certain language, um, whether that be vulgarities or slurs that are in the uh, script, that if you say them and they're out of context... Or if you say them and you're it's out of not character. In, out of character, mm-hmm. um, someone can not necessarily call you out, and I think that that's what I like about it. You know, yeah, it's, 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 it's just acknowledging a, that it happened. It's more of a uh, a calling in, yeah. Where you have to un, like you have to try and make an effort to understand why the things you've said or done mm-hmm. can make someone feel uncomfortable or hurt, and then um, if you don't understand the reasons for that, you can ask. But if you do, then you can say, "Oops." Like, I'm sorry. I Acknowledging that it actually happened and then you're like, oh, okay, sorry. I, I got I got checked in a way. You know, exactly. it's, 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 it's not meant to be this calling out where it's like, oh, no, screw you. You just said that. No, it's just, oh, let's acknowledge that it happened. If you know what you did, say oops and d- try not to do it again. But if you didn't know what happened, you know, take a break. Figure out what happened and 
acknowledge your concern because I think that a lot of times people don't say anything and, yeah, someone, or they say too much. Yeah, someone someone in the crowd had mentioned it was a it was a woman student. Yes. Had mentioned that sometimes it feels like speaking out feels like overreacting. Mm-hmm. And I I mean I'm I myself I'm a person of color and queer and for a lot of us in the minority sections feel that speaking out about anything cuz we're so cultured and that saying anything about how we feel uncomfortable is speaking out and be overreacting just because that's the way we've been kind of taught throughout our years. Um, but this kind of saves, saves, serves as a purpose to be okay with understanding your gut feelings that, oh, that wasn't okay, or like that might have been partially racist or partially homophobic or partially anything. And I mean, I, I'm a straight white guy, and to I, I, I don't feel uh, as bad as being called out. And, you know, if that were to happen to me and we were using that, I think it would also be a good tool for me because I may not know it. I may not uh, understand what I did. And just to acknowledge saying, you know, ouch, it'd make me think and go, oh, gotcha. Oops, I understand. Or if I don't understand, then, you know. Seeking out a way to understand what's happening. And this has been really doing well in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was very wonderful that... She she has this idea of radical sharing. She has no copy. She has not copyrighted this document. There's no legality to it. It's very like just personally accountable per organization. You're welcome to. I mean, as, like we said, we'll post it on our on our description. You're welcome to read it. You're welcome to take it. You're welcome to learn from it. You're welcome to adapt it to fit your own needs if you're in an organization, or just to feel comfortable about things that should be happening in organizations like that. And it gives a a culture to people to be okay with saying that things are not okay. And one of the things that I I absolutely love that she said was, this isn't meant to be an inhibitor. This is meant to actually make theater more dangerous, make theater more cutting edge, make it more emotional. It's it's so that people know um, that... Whatever's happening on stage and behind stage happen in a safe environment. Yeah, safe. which which if it's safe, you can start pushing boundaries even more as long as it's safe. And I think it makes it makes theater even more realistic. It makes theater even more entertaining. Um and we really want to thank her because she came to CCM um and she talked with uh, a large group of us, uh administrators, um, Actors, stage management. Uh, uh, there was someone from the costume department. Hair and wig costume. Um, and we really want to thank her because she did such a fabulous job. She answered all of our questions. Um, and it really is inspiring to see someone who saw a problem and saw a need. Not only that, but a community that had the same problem. Yeah. Um, so we want to thank her. And I know she spoke... Uh, Later on that day, she actually went to the Women's March right after she talked to us. Yeah, it was just on the same day. And I I wanted to go I because mean, I went to the one in Chicago when it happened last year. But this this weekend just been tough for us. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much. Uh, it, it really was a fabulous lecture. Um, and she made us feel comfortable and the environment was only productive in yeah. my eyes. And I think if you're if you're a non-theater, like if you do arts organization or go to arts organizations that are not theaters, that you should find a way to also like adapt this this um, document. Yeah. Um, what I mean, the musical theaters are work differently than plays. 
Orchestras work different than theaters. Museums, anything. I mean, even for-profit organizations can can benefit from something like this. It's an adaptable contract, um, you know, and I think that if more people were looking out for that sort of thing and, you know, abiding by certain uh, standards, I guess, um, voluntary standards. Yeah, um, definitely. There we go. (laughs) Um, That, you know, it could be a more open nurturing place so. exactly well that was really serious let's move on to something <laughs> let's move on to the calendar okay so here's what's happening in, in the later weeks just uh, us as students we have not had time uh, to go to anything and it makes me so mad. i haven't even really seen jackson the only time i saw him really this week outside of class was at the after party where he danced with me you all <laughs> He danced with me. I'm not quite sure if it was the alcohol or just because he really likes hey, me. Hey, it was jazz. It was it was great music. And you know what? You're a good dancer. No, I'm not. <laughs> Stop lying. <laughs> I mean, it's it was just it was just like back and forth. Okay. No need to be fancy. Yeah. So don't say good. <laughs> Mediocre at best. Okay. Well, I was trying to make you sound better. Okay. You know, just trying to be a good friend. But okay. So this is what's happening next week. A lot of theaters are opening up their new next show. A lot, a lot of, a lot of premieres, a lot of new openings of shows, which I mean, oh man, there's so much to see. We'll start with the No Theater, which is having their show called Super True. Um, and I just want to read you their bio on their website because I thought it was, it was really funny. Yeah. Let's hope I do it justice. Okay. On the porch of an almost charming cabin in the Catskills, two New Yorkers reckon with the moment when Plan A fades away, but Plan B has not emerged. In other words, they're turning 40. Janelle's teacher's in crisis. Martin's a computer programmer who's aged out of being a wonder kind. This funny and earnest place explores the meaning of family and the things we do for the people and things we love. The world premiere of a magical, heartfelt comedy which was featured in the 2015 Kilroy's list of most recommended new plays by women and transgender authors. Um, but the really cool thing about about this bio is that in it they also have not only a rating system, so it's rated PG thirteen. Yeah. But they also have like kind of like a super summary bio, which is ten words or less. Oh, I love. And that. I loved it. So their their ten words or less bio is funny things happen in the woods, and like <laughs> what? what? <laughs> which, which I mean, it's a comedy and it takes place in the woods, so it's fun. But I really like the fact that. Um, that they did this. So I think what Jackson and I are going to try to do it because are I, we going to try to do that. We're going to try to do this for every other play that we're going to tell you all about. Oh no. Um, I'm so, not that creative. Carlos. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> we're not great. We're not, we don't, we've never taken an improv class, so they should be fun. Uh, but if you're like, I, I think said, they could tell by this podcast. Oh gosh. <laughs> if I think it's really good because you know, sometimes people can't read a long bio. So yeah. if you have something that's 10 words of less that kind of summarizes and entices people, this would be good. Be a nice little teaser. Exactly. Um, the next show, the next theater that we're going to talk about is Cincinnati Playhouse in the Park. And they're doing Million Dollar Quartet opening on January 20th. That was yesterday, right? No, gosh, that was yesterday. That was, oh my gosh. This we're, week has really gotten away from us. We're sorry. Grad life has, <laughs> grad life has gotten the best of us, you all. Okay, so um, and this is a show uh, all about the lives of celebrities like Johnny Cash, Elvis, Jerry Lee Lewis, and Carl Perkins. Where they like they met in a studio and they had fun and they sang music together. Created, uh, basically, just performed a whole bunch of songs. So, okay, Carlos, you ready? Okay, should I go first or should you? Um, 
I'll, I'll, you go first. So this is our 10 words or less bio that we are making kind of up right now. Um, so from what I know of this show, I like to think of it as a group of guys whose music is older than us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love that. I mean, cause I, I know Johnny Cash and Elvis, but I, I really don't know their music. Like I can't name more than two songs by each of them. And then Jerry Lee Lewis, I have no idea. Carl Perkins, I don't know. Okay, but also I, I feel like a lot of people are going to judge me by the fact that I don't know these people and I'm going to combat them by saying that like I wasn't born in the States, you all. <laughs> I was born in Mexico. Like a lot of my childhood was spent there. I don't know these these rock and roll people. And when I came to the States, I was so, so young. I barely knew English. <laughs> I wasn't listening to these people. So if you could, I'm just going to defend myself on that. Just, just preempting the comments. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So here's what I came up with again. I mean, let's, let's see how this goes. I said, rock stars, people know play music together, but why? <laughs> so I don't really know the context of the musical. I've, I've never, I've never seen it. Um, from what I can tell, it's kind of like Jersey boys with, Oh, it yeah, is. Yeah, it's kind of like Jersey Boys. It feels like Jersey Boys. It, it, it's it's the it's the compilation musical, mm-hmm. um, Rock of Ages. But I would assume that Million Dollar Quartet is better. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I've always <laughs> hear about it. I mean, if you if you like rock and roll and you like any of the four rock and roll stars, you should probably go see this show. You'll have a blast. Okay, so next one, um, Ensemble Theater Cincinnati is performing The Humans January twenty third. Um, it is a Tony. Uh, it got the Tony Award for Best Play in 2016. Um, okay, so uh, the short description that we got was about a family breaking a uh, Thanksgiving tradition and attempting to do something new. It's uh, drama and hilarity ensues. Um, so this is really a very timely musical or a timely play. Oh, I just I can't get musicals out of my mind. I think everything's a musical. Until I, there's no music. Sometimes we, we like to choreograph our own non-music in the background dance while we're like walking or in class. That's true. Okay, so what'd you get? I have a family Thanksgiving where we deal with sad reality. Oh, that's really good. That's a lot better than mine. I'm sorry. What do you got? I said Thanksgiving with the family. What could go wrong? Everything. <laughs> that just sounds like my Thanksgiving. <laughs> Oh, great. That's fun. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we can talk about Thanksgivings and then like Thanksgivings, not the fact that it's an American holiday and not like a yeah. Mexican tradition and like queerness involvement, but that's for another another a podcast or another show. Um, it is one of the most popular produced shows this year nationwide. Um, really, it's a must-see, um, and especially because... Uh, uh, you know, it's 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 gonna be great. I'm 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 very excited to see if I can get tickets to it. Yeah, me too. And the really cool thing about that is that they also have some queerness in the show, which is you know always a a pieceer for me. Cool always likes. a bonus. Always a bonus for queer people. Um. So the next one, Cincinnati Shakespeare Company. Guess who's coming to dinner? Very very. So I feel like you have to say that correctly. There's a question mark at the end. Oh, guess who's coming to dinner? Uh, it's like, guess who's coming to dinner? Oh, there we you go. know. Okay. Anyway, so it's opening in <laughs> January twenty six, um, and you guys, you still haven't been to the Cincy Shakes new building. You have to go. It's beautiful. Oh, it really is. We, we had a fantastic time going to. You no, know, we talked about it last podcast. I know, but I, I I'm just we just want to say it again. Yeah, I mean, I think my favorite thing about it is that they have a bar. I mean, not a lot of uh, that's organizations really don't have a bar, but their bar just looks you really can pretty. Order your drink for intermission. 
Yeah, that's really cool if you don't know that. And also what I love is each step is has a uh, label of a Shakespeare play. Yeah. And it's, you know, the 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 foundation of the organization. Which is Shakespeare. I, oh, I just love it. Oh, I have symbolism. No, I, I didn't even think about it like that. I just thought like, oh, look, they like, I think they also No, tied. you're walking through the history of the organization. Well, I thought I just it just blew your mind. I, you did. I, I thought about it more as in that I think it's the exact number of Shakespeare plays and they have the oh, exact number. Of, is it? Well, I, that's what I remember thinking, but I haven't been since the last time we went. Maybe it is. We, uh, we'll have to ask. We'll have to see. Um, so, uh, this is, uh, Guess who's coming to dinner? It's based from the film. Yes, it, who, the film came out in 1967. And this is basically an adaptation for a play. Yeah. They didn't um, change a lot, well, but a lot of the really cool things is that it kind of takes in modern day world. I mean, it's yeah. still kind of 1960s in, the, in the play, but like the fact that it's being produced and performed in modern day yeah. kind of gives it a really authentic and new progressive look yeah um the description on the website is a a white family is in for a shock when their daughter brings home a black fiance um really covering some pretty interesting topics Uh, some tough issues that might be hard to deal with for people who don't deal with so the way i put it my time worth of less bio was um, a progressive white family deals with internalized racism and literally anything I could come up with is not even close to that. So <laughs> we're not even going to try. Um, so, I mean, it's a great, it's a great show. It's being produced at a very sensitive time. Uh, the events of the play can uh, uh, really, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's very relevant. Exactly. Um, to current events. Um, so, I mean, I, I definitely would like to go see it. I don't know. Are we going to go see that? Definitely. I mean, I'm going to go see it. So, yeah. You're, I'm bringing you with because last okay. time you created a hustle and not a huff and puff. As, oh, about me not going? Exactly. So I had I had listeners yell at me. Well, not yell at me, but <laughs> <laughs> I had That's listeners funny. tell me that like they were kind of angry that I didn't take you. Well, I'm not hurt. Just a little. Well, you, maybe. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm, I, I'm taking him, you all. I'm okay. taking him. Um, so that's the uh, last of the theaters uh, that are uh, coming up with something new. Um, there are a couple other events that we wanted to talk about. I don't know if you wanted to. I'd love to talk about. Yeah. So Concert Nova is a really cute chamber um, organization here in Cincinnati. And they have this really cool thing that they have. Um, they call it Next Gen, you know, like the yeah. next generation. Um, and they have events every month for people to come and hang out and like really relax atmospheres and enjoy alcohol and like be very social while there's really great chamber music playing so their next well they're following next gen i didn't want to say next next gen so they're following next gen event is coming up in january 24th it's happening at street it's happening at streetside brewery Um, oh so it's actually happening at a bar yeah oh okay that's interesting. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. It's oh. a relaxed atmosphere, gotcha. and there's alcohol. Did you think it was going to be like a salon where people like go to a house? I don't know. You're the one telling me about it. Okay, well, let me continue telling you okay, about then it. Keep on talking about Shush. it. Shush. Okay. Um, it's they're <laughs> they're having a mixed ensemble play for the chamber of music, the all of the above ensemble. So it's a mixed ensemble is you know not a string quartet or not a woodwind quintet. It's kind of like a mixed instrumentation of winds and strings and piano or whatever. 
And yeah, it's, it sounds like it's going to be fun. I, I, I had just realized that they had an event. So I'm going to go. Oh, if you're under 35, tickets are free. Oh, great. Um, and then general admission is 75 for the whole six uh, things. I mean, now that they've gone through like three of them, it's probably cheaper. Um, but it's only $15 at the door if you're not 35. So for the young there. professionals out there that may be listening, this is definitely a concert to go to. I yeah. Mean, very little cost. You can meet us. I mean, I'll probably be there. Wait. I'll, yeah, I would have to skip. On the 24th? Yeah. I, I mean, I know we have class, but uh, this sounds wait. like a lot more fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna we'll, be we'll, there. We'll talk about it. I'm gonna be there. You can meet me. Um, and then we have the uh, Chamber Music of Cincinnati. Again, I'm not really in the chamber world. Oh, I, I love I, chamber music. Okay, you okay go let it. me tell you all about chamber music. Um, so, Chamber Music Cincinnati is another chamber organization, um, and they bring in a bunch of other um, resident uh, ensembles. So this this time on January 23rd at 7:30 p.m. Ensemble 4.1 is coming, and they're composed of uh, another kind of... It's kind of uh, a mixed ensemble in the sense that they have a pianist and they have woodwind players. So like okay. four woodwind players and a pianist. And they're playing some really nice um, and kind of well-known chamber music for a piano quintet. Um, so you, if you like to go, it's the Jason Cap- Jarson Kaplan Theater, which is right next to the Aronoff Center. Uh, oh, they have a really funny word for them. They called it a quintet. Which a I really a wintet. I, I like that. that. Um, so yeah, you're welcome to go. And I I really haven't I haven't seen Chamber Music Cincinnati yet, but I'd love to go to that. And the last thing I want to tell you about is uh, Violence of Hope, which is doing, which is this event that Holocaust and Humanity Centers um, kind of started, and yeah. um, they're bringing in just the stories of violence that survived the Holocaust. Oh, wow. And they're having them played, like they're really from the Holocaust, and they're having them played by eight of eight of the finest Cincinnati violinists. Wow. So it's a huge collaboration with the Cincinnati Symphony Orchestra, Cincinnati Chamber Orchestra, Cincinnati Opera, Cincinnati Museum Center, Linton Chamber Music. Wow, a really large collaboration. Basically, a lot of people, I mean, just everyone, everyone national, there. the Freedom Center, the Jewish Federation of Cincinnati, Cincinnati Arts Association, a lot of other people. Um, and it's happening on Tuesday at Musical Music Hall at 7.30, this January 23rd. So if you, you can either go see that or you can go see Ensemble Theater. That's fantastic. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you, ever, if you wanted to hear just the story of the Holocaust with music, um, I mean, there's a bunch, a lot of people who survived the Holocaust just by being a musician. Yeah. Um, and these violins are really from that time and era. Um, and I saw one because I, I, I work with Cincinnati Chamber Orchestra, and they look... I mean, just from the side of them, they look like they have so much history with them. Yeah, a lot of stories. Um, so that is the end of our calendar. We, we there's a lot of hap- stuff happening this week. A lot of theater openings. A lot of really great events to go to. Um, I think we're that's about it, right? Yeah. I mean, next week we'll talk about the shows that we actually saw at theater. We'll have our first guest. Yes. Who will tell us more about theater because you know we just love theater, but we don't. We know. don't know the info. We don't know the facts. We don't. We don't know. We have t- all the feelings. <laughs> we yeah, we're more emotional than uh, factual. Yeah. Um, so that is pretty much it for the podcast this week. Um, if you want to contact uh, either one of us, uh, our email again is artfulspodcast at gmail dot com, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at manage the arts. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and cgarcia.leon or on Twitter and at cgarcia underscore leon. You can also find uh, the Artsfuls podcast on Instagram and Twitter on 
also Artsville's podcast. Oh yeah, I forgot to say that. That's important. <laughs> you gotta gotta make sure you're following. Like always, thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe to us. Tell us what you like. Your hopes, your dreams, anything. Yeah, we can't wait to hear from you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Ciao.